Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Alicia. And I'm Logan. And, and we, we are Cognitively Speaking. Hello and welcome to episode two of Cognitively Speaking, where we discuss cognition, sports, sports concussion, and life. Please welcome our special guest, Savelle Newton. Hello, hello. Savelle, um, can you let everyone know who you are? A little bit about yourself, a little elevator pitch. Okay, well, my name is Savelle Newton. Um, uh, a lot of people, most people know me from being a former uh, Gamecock football and um, just pretty much um, in, now working inside of, of, of my gym at BUPU Trimfit. I started uh, BUPU Love Yourself LLC, uh, pretty much was um, a company of business that, or I wouldn't even call it a business, it, it was a mission to really start to work in the community and uh, to help people bring health, uh, bring mental health awareness. Um, so that's one of the things that I pride myself on. Um, during your collegiate years as a student athlete, did you ever sustain a concussion? Um, and so what protocols were taken to ensure that your cognition was intact, and did you experience any academic struggles? Uh, well, yes, I did actually have, uh, I would think I would have had a few Concussion. See, when I played, um, the concussion era hadn't really came around yet. Um, of course, people were getting concussions. We we um, we were back in practice, you know, a few days later, or or uh, it wasn't one of those things to where um, people were really, I guess per se, taking it as serious as they do now. The protocols were totally different. Um, I think they do a great job of protecting the players. But um, I did miss some times. I would say I missed some days. Uh, I had maybe, I ain't going to tell you, I had a lot. But um, <laughs> big playing quarterback, you get your bell ring all the time. That's what we call it in football. You get your bell ring. That means uh, kind of going to where you see stars and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I had a couple of concussions. Could you quantify how many you would think? I would say about 10, <laughs> at least 10 minimum. <laughs> but only only uh, only two that I actually went um, went to the hospital for to get um, to get scanned and things. Um, so, like, while you were in the hospital, were you ever referred to like a speech language pathologist? Uh, no, I wasn't. Um, that was never one of the things. Um, pretty much, um, you know, it was just go get the scans. This is how many days you out. This is when you can return. If uh, actually, let me let me rephrase that. When when I was playing in in um, when I was playing in Chicago, I was playing in Chicago with the Chicago Rush as an organization in the Arena Football League, and I did uh, run into the wall because it's Arena Football. So I ran into the wall head first, and um, they guess you know the trainer staff diagnosed it as a concussion, and then in order for me to uh, return back to practice, I did have to. Uh, meet with one of one of uh, one of you guys. <laughs> I had to go had to go through an on screen test. Um, had to say different sentences and things like that. Like say um, the days of the the days of the week. Uh, pretty much the month you know the months of the year. Just those type of different things. Just a, it was it was a you know minor test, but the test was definitely you know um, just for to make sure that I was okay in returning. 
so during the testing phase, did they um, basically say that you had like a tension or a memory, short-term memory, or like does any of that sound familiar? Um, I, I I don't think I really lost any of my um, memory or anything like that. Uh, now when I was in high school um, playing basketball, I do I do I do remember when I went up for uh, I went up for a layup and my leg got taken up from me and my head came down and hit hit the floor. And then I got up, you know, I kind of, I didn't know how I, how I got to practice. I didn't know when I got to practice. I was kind of out of it for a minute. But um, that was just, like I said, high school. You know, when I came out of high school in 2003, you know, we didn't have training staff. It wasn't required that a trainer was at practice and different things like that. So, you know, they moved me off to the side and finished practice. And then I ended up driving home. Which, Which I probably, I probably shouldn't, shouldn't, but you know, like I said, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, those were were the days where you know, either you know, they refer to you as a little punk or or you know something like that. Now times are are definitely definitely different when it comes to sports. Yeah, I think uh, time to change and research because I think now what is it three after three concussions, it's it's a TBI considered a traumatic brain injury. Okay. So, yeah, you know, time moves forward. Um, do you feel like you've had, well, during that time of sustaining those head injuries, um, did you notice any behavioral changes? Um, I don't think I had any behavioral changes. Um, I just think, you know, that um, I was ready too, more, too much ready to get back into to my field of play, what I was doing, um, you know, when when I was at Carolina, you know, I wasn't just you know uh, uh, what you would call a normal player. Where I wasn't, I was very important to the, to the team's performance. So to me, I was eager to get back. So I would do anything that it took, whether whether I still had the headache or whatever it was. You know, I still just rushed back to get back. Now, with those headaches, did your grades suffer, or did you see like a shift in your grades? Like, what were your grades like? <laughs> Well, 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 you know, back back, back then I was an athlete student. I wasn't, I kind of, you know, so we're not, as far as grades, I mean, I mean, it never messed up. It never messed up my performance as far as, like, being able to, you know, be, be prepared for the game. I wasn't, wasn't related to education because I wasn't really focused, um, personally focused on education. So, um, so yeah, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't a thing. So it never it never played effect on my education. Okay. Okay. All right, so what do you consider um your greatest strength was as a athlete, professional athlete, collegiate athlete? Uh well it definitely wasn't being on time. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a strength and still isn't a strength. I can be honest about that. Uh but this just my ability to be able to to do multiple things, I never was was a person that that you know was one dimensional. Um, I was that was kind of like a, a given and a curse uh, during my career. Um, being able to do multiple things, um, play multiple positions, understanding just like music, being able to play many many instruments and do things like that, it's kind of always like a, a, a gift and also a curse. Okay, so you play instruments as well. Yes, I do. Like so, what? What do you play? Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm originally a drummer, but you know, and also, and also, you know, I I played I played the piano in church. I, I was on, on on piano duties for a while. Okay. 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 Okay.
Multi-faceted yeah. singer and a singer. Yeah. Definitely. I play the guitar. Oh, you know, I can I can play the guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you got you had a um, good amount of strategies to kind of keep yourself motivated. Uh, well, how did you continue to stay motivated, play football, even after like that was happening? Well. Um, I stay motivated because um, my my injury that took me out uh, that kept me from being drafted high as I, as I was supposed to was a fractured pelvic bone had nothing to do with the head injury so um, you know that that was one of the things and also a torn a ruptured Achilles um, so so I had those two major injuries which kind of you know it, it was kind of like the downfall of me but I was still motivated and, and still went through um, you know still fighting to get on and. And make it to the top because my brother at the time and cousin, two cousins, you know, I'm going to these guys. I know my time. I know my time is coming. So. But uh, yeah, I, I just continue pushing, pushing through, keep still fighting. Uh, but you know, I did go through the long series of, uh, of, of trauma and depression. So I don't know if that would lead to anything as far as concussion wise, but you know. After studies and seeing like a lot of players, including two of my teammates from USC, took their lives. Um, so you know, um, it, it was kind of like one of those things where it it, it was. I, I want to know if those those strikes uh, so many times that I had anything to play with depression, or if it was just because I was more um, let down by my career. Um, I know, like some of the patients we treat. Um, suffer, they have sustained like concussions, um, they oftentimes exhibit like that level of severe depression. So mm-hmm. it could be more than likely potentially like that could be a contributing factor to that. Yeah, it could, it could be. We never, we, never will, we never will know because that's, you know, that's why I went through all the, you know, the, the counseling and different things that I went through studying it myself. Um, you know, I went through all the different traumas and uh, everything, but, you know, I was able to push through, and now that's why, you know, kind of lead me to do what I do today is sort of like uh, bringing awareness to mental health. So we want future, current, and former athletes to have access to the necessary care they need and to alleviate any barriers that may interfere with cognitive rehabilitation. Um, did you have any challenges accessing care, and were you ever referred to a speech-language pathologist for cognitive rehabilitation? Um, never referred, nope, not not at all. But, um, um, you know, I was referred to a counselor. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, he he was a doctor. He, he did a lot of different things that I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, if I would have been referred to one of you guys, it probably would have been, like, like in alignment with each other. So um, I never, never was, but it was um, plenty of times where, you know, I went through different, like, series of, of, of going through different, different things, read this aloud, you know, say this, you got to me, different type of things like that, you know. So, it, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it's in line with what you got to do. Did you have trouble remembering anything? Oh, no. no. I mean, no, because, I mean, that was just, just, just me being an athlete, you know, play, playing off my pure talent. So, um, no, no, one time when I did get my bell ring, it was in a Tennessee game. I remember it was one of the times they said I had a concussion. Um, it was actually on the ESPN, but I did finish the game. But um, I got hit, 
they were trying to, because we went off signals when I was talking to them, so I couldn't really see what the, what the coach was signaling in. Um, they tried to send somebody to play in. When he got to I just said, hey, you call the play, and I'm running. But so we, they ended up calling a timeout. They called a timeout. We walked over to Coach Nancy was out. Okay, by that time, you know, I had to shift it off. And um, so, you know, like I said, they, concussions wasn't a big thing back then. So, so it's crazy because, you know, now if that would have happened, I would have been out of the game and probably been out for like a week or two. Yeah, that's true. Return to learn. We like to talk about. But I think a thing that probably helped you was the fact that you played musical instruments and you are already kind of high level in your field. So mm-hmm. That played a good part. Um, that's what we like to tell some our patients, anyone who sustained a brain injury, that if you um, – we're not just sitting around. Your brain is like any other muscle, so it has the ability to repair itself. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see where you have grown. Oh, yeah. You know? um, so, just a few more questions. There's a lot of pressure on professional athletes to perform well. How did you handle your pressure? Um, mine, mine was more, like I said, uh, it was more self. Like It was more for me. I always challenged myself, so it never really was about – I knew that I would perform well as long as I had the opportunity. So, you know, that was just one of the things that I always done um, in playing sports or even being a, being a worship leader or, or, or being a performer in music or anything like that. Everything I've always done, um, acting, I, it was always like, you know, remembering roles and being able to deliver them well. Everything I always challenge myself to be best at it. So it never, never, never ever played any effect to what how my performance was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what led you to start um, these three Um, these things, these same things that we're talking about. Um, the long series, like long series, years of strong uh, uh, depression. Um, you know, and also like I said, losing two two guys that I sat like sat inside, sat in the house most nights. Um, you know, that were really my friends. I was with one of them the weekend before he actually, you know, took his life. And to to know that happened, it was more like it actually saved mine. So, you know, to go through it um, and see how it was and my counselor, he said it, like, when I was sitting on his couch, he was just like, hey, you're going to have to learn how to, you know, be you for you and love yourself. That's where it come from. It wasn't, it wasn't like I just thought of it. It was like something. He said it to me. And I just ran with it, like do you for you love yourself. And ever since then, I put it on. I put it on my first hoodie, wore it to a boxing fight, and everybody said they liked it. So I'm like, hey, nice love, right? Nice love, So that's kind of how it is. And, and I mean, ever since then, you know, it's just been a thing. It's it's, it's um it's, it's still you know playing um you know back and rolling in other places. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that because you know we're both members of the for You fam. Yeah. Um, and no, on a serious note, appreciate everything that you're doing for the community. You bring a lot of people together, and just your awareness of what's going on. Not like I think you're like uh, you have a really big heart. I'm telling you all the time, you have a really big heart, and I like it. Sometimes you're vulnerable, and you'll talk to somebody, let them know what they should and should be doing and how you've been through it. So I think it's very important to be 
resting, so you're not multitasking throughout the day. Because I know I'm really bad about that. Yeah. Because, you know, you are speaking on it, so y'all.
you buy you know your cars and and throw money to your strippers and things like that. <laughs> you know that that's your that that's your pension there, right there. there. That's your pension. Save your coins. Yeah, save your coins. Always save your coins. Okay. Um. So I guess we can wrap it up now. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Seville, Anytime. for joining us. Anytime. And thank you all for tuning in today. You have just been informed by thank your two favorite melanated SLPs. Uh, send us your suggestions for future guests to our email at cognitive speaking podcast at gmail.com or direct messages on Instagram at cognitively underscore speaking. Thanks. Bye bye.